Frozen Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome back. Frozen and Shows. I'm your host, Mahler67, aka Josiah Burkhart. And with me, as always, I got my buddy. I got my pal. I got my brother. My brother, Austin. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you and everyone else that's watching on Twitch? Everyone watching on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully everyone's doing good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Whew. What a weekend for me personally. But Austin, how was your weekend? Uh, Kind of lonely, actually. <laughs> well, my, depressing. Uh, to my, yeah, right? Uh, my wife actually left um oh what'd you do well not that way but (laughs) my wife left for disney world uh it was friday she left friday Mm. so since friday i've been kind of like by myself and usually i have the dog with me and stuff so like it's okay yeah um but you know i don't you know a dog can do so much so you know overall not too bad i'm gonna be leaving tomorrow uh to go see her at disney world uh like that's when my vacation kind of starts so i have to be at the airport at what was it like uh the flight leaves at six so i'm leaving here at my house at three o'clock like 3 30 in the morning that's stupid i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i'm with you on that like i i am i don't well actually i'm okay with it at six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on the way back I kind of like more of like an 8 a.m. flight, but on the way back, I'm doing a 6 a.m. flight again, okay. uh, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go to Disney World. Like her family's down there. She's down there. And then like her friend Becca. And uh, I think my friend Dominic is down there right now with Dylan. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, their family's down there. I don't know if they're mm. down there right this second or if they leave at some other time. They leave to to uh, tomorrow. They're going to be there. Okay. Okay. On the twenty fifth, I think that's what they said. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited to go. Um, but yeah, you know that's pretty much what's been going on this week. Pretty much with me. So nothing really too big. But yeah, with you being alone, you still didn't get on and play games with me, like you said. No, you were I didn't to, last I night. Like... Last WTF, night. Mate. Yeah, I'm WTF. sorry. No, you're you're fine. It, it doesn't matter, honestly. It's in the grand scheme of things. What does it care? Um, yeah, my weekend was pretty good too. Um, played Vampire the Masquerade. After I will say this, the new shift I have, the new job I have from last week that I was excited to start, night and day. It's fantastic. I love it. I I get to wake up every day. I get to walk in. They always have a pot of coffee going. So I could just, they're like, bring your own mug in. So I brought my Lord of the Rings color changing mug. Oh, yeah. Fill it up and working. The issue mm-hmm. is that uh, in the bank and in big corporations, there's a lot of red tape to make sure like everything's protected, like access granting. And it takes them forever to like do it. So even though I'm working, I am unable to do any of my job because I don't have the accesses yet but they're working on that and so all i'm doing now is just paperwork and it's like all right like i can do it like i'm able to do it i would not want this to be my full-time job is like this type of paperwork but it just who night and day it's fantastic that's why we're going to start doing bros and shows at eight o'clock today 
um, mm. Mondays from now on, um, unless something comes up and then we'll move around as need be. Um, but it seems to be working. And even with your little Disney trip, we're still able to do it just because you're going on to Tuesday. Yeah. You're leaving tomorrow. So that's yeah. Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Yeah. I thought you guys went like for like a week and a half. Uh, we usually go for like a week. <laughs> usually that's the most like we'll leave Saturday and come back next Saturday. Okay. Uh, but this year, like, uh, my cousin, um, our cousin, uh, actually was supposed to go last year with us. Uh, mm -hmm. but decided uh, his daughter got injured at oh, volleyball. Okay. So they had to postpone until next year. So like when we went to make the decision, she has a conference because she's a travel agent for Disney and Universal. Mm -hmm. She had a conference at Universal Studios at the beginning of the week of that trip. So she was like, well, I'll do this week at Universal, which she did Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday at Universal. And then today mm -hmm. she finally just showed up to Disney. Um, She's with her family right now, and they're at Epcot. Uh, and she just said that she got off the Guardian of the Galaxy ride, uh, and she had some weird because she hates spinning roller coasters. <laughs> Even though Whoa. Disney's rides are not intense. Can, can you say that last part again? I accidentally muted the Discord real quick. So you said, like, she just called and she... Oh, she, she liked the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, uh, okay. Cosmic Rewind. And uh, oh, yeah. she she's not really into like the spinny roller coasters or roller coasters in general, uh, really. But mm -hmm. if they're okay roller coasters, like I think Disney roller coasters are for kids, and I feel that way. Like it's a little intense sometimes, but it's not as bad as like getting, I mean, getting you, like on a Cedar Point ride. <laughs> you you sent me a video of the Mickey Mouse thing, and I'm like, that just that doesn't yeah. seem like a roller coaster to me. That just seems yeah. like a, a cart that just drives you around and you look at things. Yeah, most of the time it's just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Universal more because they do have a little bit more of the adult rides, but I like uh, like my wife rode the Hagrid or Hagrid ride because right. they had a special because you know he died the last passing, week, yeah. so they had flowers at his like little animation, mm -hmm. which I'll get to see the flowers this week uh, and like the memorial that they have at Hogwarts right now uh, mm -hmm. next Sat. I think it's uh, Friday. I'll be there Friday for that and uh, Halloween Horror Nights. So I'm pretty excited because this year's theme is uh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is hmm. goofy. Didn't they make the game? Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't a game just come game, out of The game is still in development. You can sign up for the beta testing, though, okay. uh, which me and my buddy, oh, me and Alex have. Um, and we're trying to get other people to play, too, because it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun so have you have yeah. you got to play it yet no no the beta doesn't come out until i think november yeah november. oh okay i how you were saying it i thought you signed up and you got no. into it and thus mm -hmm. we're playing it no there's only like one beta i'm playing right now and it's uh warhaven uh that's kind of like chivalry too uh but uh more fast pace um like it, it's fun i just nah, i don't know I've been enjoying chivalry. I love chivalry. Uh, a cred. I, I finally unlocked the crossbow uh, class oh, yeah. and I am, I'm going in now. Like I'm getting 
like 15 kills and dying three times like mm. that's it and it's so much fun when like a knight runs up to me and they're like oh i'm going to get you and i'm like oh switch to a club block kick bah, bah, and just like i destroy him and then pull back up the crossbow and like learn your place scrub <laughs> oh man see like i have learned the last time i was on which was saturday night with caleb that i am terrible at archery like i'm <laughs> awful at archery uh, it's, but it's I am really good finish. at being a knight and other play, other things. So the the issue with it is the uh, drop, the angle of the arrow is drastic. It goes yeah. straight for a while and then just yeah. it's it's just highly noticeable. And once you get used to it, you can cast heart gauging things. But there's no like extra radical information for you, Boston. That is That's besides cool. the point. Because with every war, with every death, and everything, we get. The spooky season is upon us and ghosts are move out the veil between the afterlife and the future life is hurt i'm trying to come up with something to just transition to austin today we're talking about the haunting on hill house a netflix original yeah original series based it's off based off of the off original of a book. book yeah it's based yeah. off a book that's why Which i found out they made they made a movie about it and it stars liam neeson and it is awful no one should ever watch that movie ever. <laughs> um, but that's why I was like, when someone told me about this show, uh, they were like, hey, you need to watch Haunting on Hill House. And I was like, I already have. It's not that great of a movie. And they're like, oh, no, 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 the TV show. I was like, there's a TV show? So, of course, you know, me being the time, because it came out October 12th, uh, like a couple years ago. It was like 2018. 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, around that time it was like it was like almost my birthday because my birthday is you know halloween so i was like you know what i want to watch this i mm -hmm. watched the first two episodes then i went to bed and then i watched the next two episodes and i binge watched the rest of the series uh so you know i was like okay you know it's it's good i like this show so um you know and, and then i started liking mike flanagan which is the director of this he did like midnight mass and he did the midnight club and uh, a movie called Oculus was his first movie I ever watched. If there is midnight in the title, there's a 33% chance that he probably made it. Yeah. That's just that's just how that's that's how the repertoire that I understand of him works. Um, what can you do? Yeah. Like midnight is spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also like it was interesting you telling like when when you presented this i was like yeah sure i'll watch it i liked midnight mass um mm -hmm. i was big i'm a big fan of like vampires and everything because i do the little larp thingy and i do all that stuff i like things that go bump in the night but the one big thing about me that i hate is jump scares if if it's if it's atmospheric and it leads up to it then i'm fine if it's just like something normal is happening and then the person looks up and then it's like a ghost and it's like big stinger mute sound and whatnot and then it's like gone or, or something there and that's that's it there was no build-up it was just like instant thing and that all that does is make me frustrated and makes me not want to watch something yeah um that's just how it is but if it's like slow burn um kind of like mental based like all that stuff I tend to mm -hmm. be more into so Austin. What do you think on your house? Or do you want me to go first? Cause you kind of forced me to watch it. I don't know. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. You, you do. You decide what you do. 
Well, I was going to say, I love this show. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like the third time I'm watching it. Um, and one of my favorite episodes ever written in a horror show is in this in this season okay. uh, of this series. And that's the Broken Neck Lady episode, um, okay. which is my one of my favorites. It blew my mind. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed this. Uh, some people didn't like it because they're like, oh, it's very slow going. I was like, I get that. Or, you know, like the jump scares that they had were not like too intense. And like in reality, I want something to like have a process of thinking. And I feel like Haunting on Hill House does that sometimes. It's not like Midnight Mass. Like most people, you know, like you watch Midnight Mass before this. I watched this before Midnight Mass. So they're two different things. Yeah, and oh, I can yeah, understand why certain people wouldn't like it because, you know, there is jump scares. It's not as bad as like some of the shows I've watched where like, you're like, oh, here comes the jump scare. I will it's say this like... <laughs> about about the jump scare stuff, because like I hate jump scares. There are jump scares in it, but they at least build the atmosphere before they do it. It's yes. not like unwarranted jump scare. Yeah, see, like there, there are a couple. Mm -hmm. There are a couple. But normally yeah. the jump scare comes as you're paying attention to other things. But it's mm -hmm. a like like I think of uh, the one the one scene with yeah I, it's showing on the scene where like the mom is like looking at the stuff and then the daughter raises behind her like you see that on screen it's not a jump scare to see her raise but whenever she like turns and sees her and it's just her like eyes like dead and whatnot that's a little bit of a jump scare the the, the biggest issue of um not great of it came in the form of like when they were younger but even then i think they did a pretty solid job on keeping yeah. the jump scares at least uh, that, uh, what's the term on, uh worth it or, or yeah, yeah like just on point a little bit yeah yeah like um that and i think the atmosphere of a, a mansion being mm -hmm. haunted and then like what's great about this show is that you don't know what ghosts are haunting who because there's multiple ghosts in this show. And I like that presence. And I think that like the story um, really, I, I really enjoyed the story. Like the whole, the whole story to me is just really well done. It made me feel for like the characters that were going through this, you know, when they're kids, you know, they're dealing with, you know, this house that's completely crazy. Um, and their dad's just trying to flip it to make money. You know and the house can you know pretty much consumes them uh it becomes like their life and it also like drives you know drives their mom to do the things that she did uh yeah. you know and the thing is is like i really i think that todd mike flanagan still is still one of my favorite directors of you know and creators of this and they they took their time on the show and i i really thoroughly enjoyed it and appreciate this show so much so but i think i would like to know more about what you think of this show because this is something that i've been wanting you to watch for a long time actually after you know when i went to go choose midnight mass for you i actually thought mm, should i let him watch haunting on hill house before midnight mass and i was like mm, I, I just got off of watching midnight mass and it was so well done and one of my buddies, you know, I talked to him about it and he was like, you should do Midnight Mass. 
Everyone loves Midnight Mass. So let's try that. So I was like, you know what? You know, you you don't really watch stuff like this. Um, it's not my my go-to. It's not yeah. my. I want. Like when whenever I talk about spooky stuff, I mean like. The atmosphere of the stuff is great. I. How how do I explain it? It's like I don't care about slasher or like poltergeist level of like horror i tend to like more of like adam's family um like not like the uh, the where it's like it's not a negative thing cabin in the this, woods ca Evil Dead well no no not even like the comedy thing it's more like the atmosphere and what they do is considered spooky but it's not a negative thing a lot of time in like poltergeist and even like midnight uh haunting on house it's being presented that all this stuff is bad it's evil right but whenever you watch those shows where like the monsters are the characters and they just live with it and they're like the ghosts aren't trying to murder them or anything like that that's up my alley those also tend to be comedies and i think that's just a side a side bonus for me because i do like comedies but i just like it whenever the character is like oh, oh um uh being human is a show that I liked the US version. It's the one where it's a, a ghost, a, a vampire and a werewolf live together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like, they're spooky. Like the 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 atmosphere is spooky because you have vampires, werewolf and ghosts, but they're not like inherently evil character. It's more like a sitcom of like friends come together and there's drama with like different actions in the show, but it's not like, hey, all werewolves are bad or all um, vampires are bad. And we're this it's like it's just who we are that's why i like and so with this show it very much was a the ghosts are bad um specifically the ghosts that seem to be haunting each individual kid mm -hmm. um and i, I uh, so first off i will say like first off um i i agree it was really slow in the first couple episodes but it was slow for a different reason for me than maybe for other people or maybe other people agree with me. The jumping between current day and past selves was very rigid in the beginning. Yeah. And every time they would jump to the future, I had no idea who who was. Yeah. Like the three sisters all looked like similar enough that because I didn't see them constantly and they weren't tell saying each other's name constantly, I got them all mixed up multiple times. Specifically the one with the hand gloves and then the one that does the uh, mortician stuff. Okay. Those two characters, I kept getting mixed up. And I'm like, what's happening? Who are these characters? The um, Peter, I think, no, not Peter. I, I forget his name. The youngest one, the twin with Nelly. Are you talking with about Nell? Luke? Is it Luke? Is it Luke? Is it Luke? Luke's the one with the glasses. Yeah, when he he's was little. He's the addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the addict. I knew who he was, and I knew who Nelly was, because everyone kept saying their name. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, the other characters are not saying their names enough for me to realize this. Yeah. And then when the dad came into the picture, I didn't realize it was a dad for a whole nother, like, 30 or 40 minutes, because everyone just referred to him as him and refused to say his name. And then finally, whenever I saw the scene at the wedding where she looks over and like the mom's behind him and then she like looks again and she's gone. 
and my brain's like wait is that their dad or not because that guy doesn't really look like their dad from the flashback i'll be honest here um and and because the timeline was jumping so much i also got lost a lot in the beginning whenever like you see the scene where um the oldest kid comes up and sees luke with steven 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 sees luke with all this stuff and then like he was going to steal that stuff i guess or whatever Mm -hmm. and he pays him off to leave and all that stuff Mm -hmm. i thought that happened like years in the past but it's like no that happened currently type deal thing and then later they give more context because it was so disconjointed it was very confusing to follow for the first couple episodes and i Mm -hmm. didn't feel like until the bent netflix episode and the reason why it was good but but let me explain this Mm -hmm. i knew after the first episode that that bet lady was her i oh. knew i knew i called it because the fact that she had bent neck i'm like person died of suicide like each of these ghosts that we're seeing we're going to see how they died and this girl is specifically only haunting nelly why is she only haunting nelly and as the series progressed and as we kept seeing like people talk about nelly in the future they talk about her as if like she is like depressed and issues and all that stuff. I'm like, Nelly's about like back neck late. And it's going to be a thing where she's haunting herself. And this house has that type of thing. And sure enough on that episode, they basically like make it the whole flash where it's going through all the time thing. And I was like, yep, I, I assume that's what was happening. I'm glad I was validated in that thought process. And then once I understood that it also meant that all the other scenes could be at any point in time. And so I'm like, okay, I thought they were trying to tell a two stories happening at the same time that will correlate with each other. No, it's like one story of them as kids happening and then all their adult stuff is all misjambled until that episode. And then it becomes the adult version is the main timeline and then the kids version is only interspliced as necessary. Yeah. yeah. It first off i will say i liked it whenever i'm talking about i enjoyed it i thought it was a great show i really i i liked it uh certain characters i i liked more than others i really liked luke's character as an adult oh yeah he made me really feel for it um and the i didn't like i'm I'm with you you probably don't like steven he's the one that wrote the book about i have no issue with him he makes sense he makes the most sense (laughs) <laughs> of of all of them like the fact that he is like denying everything that goes on and everything like that makes complete sense the other um sister who like can touch stuff and like feel Shirley? emotions surely yeah she like i started thinking that i'm like okay everyone in the family is some form of like medium or psychic or something like that and that's that's what they have that's their power and that's why the hill house is the ghosts are not actually wait was it shirley or was it theo i don't know i forget their names i don't know i i don't know their names um i will say though as i'm watching this series you know what was going through my head all the time Hmm. i'm like yo half of these actors are in midnight mass yeah like the one wife of the book author dude as she was talking i was like isn't that the crazy uh crazy priest lady yep she's, crazy priestly and apparently she's, she's in also in the like, other yeah midnight, 
club too yeah she's like a big character in the night club too so and and so and then, i'm like yeah at least we know mike flanagan likes key characters because they uh who, who was it yeah the um the one sister who had the hand touching powers was also the uh the main woman or whatever yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That. so yeah yeah it, it all made sense and to me i will say in the drunk too uh the drunk from midnight mass that shot the lit the girl yeah he's in it he's um oh who does he play the dad of abigail yes that's who it is yeah, yeah. that okay there was two things i'll give them credit <laughs> for. one the abigail girl i i thought she was just going to be a ghost of the that's house. what i thought too they, I was they like, it's a ghost presented that, that way only luke knows about exactly well yeah. yeah only he sees and no one else knows and then she's there actually at the house and i was yeah. like that that was a pretty good one yeah i didn't think yeah. she was the actual ghost my yeah. the other so there, there's three ghosts that oh no there there's three characters that when they presented that i liked the twist that i did not see coming and then the last thing i'm going to say is my favorite twist and this is what makes me like the show even more and i think i would like it even more as a rewatch um one the abigail being like presented so often and no one believing her and that was a issue with luke up to his current day where he's like they don't believe me they never believe me and same thing with nelly uh the whole thing with like nelly and him like sibling twin connection where she's having like the the issues of withdrawal and whatnot and then she's like i don't know why i'm having all these issues and then he gets drugged up and then they all go away for her because they're connected like as long as he's drugged up she's fine as she's if she's drugged up he's fine and it's like that's that's a cool connection thing um and then whenever um <clears throat> when nelly dies and he's like walking back and forth he's like my hands feel like they're stiff i can't move them i'm so cold and it's like because nelly died he's feeling her like by like the the death of her body and that's why he's going through rigor mortis and i'm like that's freaking awesome i love that the other ghost that i love was the handle uh bar mustache dude because you see him multiple times as like whoever's name steve or whoever is walking by him and you think nothing of it because everyone just walks past him and then whenever the dad's in the car talking about it, he's like i know you saw ghosts he's like no that's true he's like that handlebar mustache guy you explain in your book chapter this this and this you see them you just don't know and you don't want to admit it that clock was never worked on and my brain went like that's awesome i love that <laughs> and oh, then the, the final big thing that makes me think oh, why yeah. i would like it the most was the room realization oh yeah that it was opening for each of them and yep. changing for them so that way they could they could feed on them give them what they want i'm like that's awesome and mm. the tell for the room was the window that single slit window was presented in all those um areas but you never thought about it because each of the rooms looked differently enough i love that i'm like that's great it makes you want to rewatch and like pay attention to what rooms are what so you can see it oh yeah and and, and that's what makes me say like i i would love a, i would be cool with a rewatch of this the horror aspect after the initiatives of like certain jump scares mm -hmm. um it became even, more psychological 
Yeah, even like with the ending too, where sh you find out that like the mom actually poisons the little girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's dark. That's not, rough. Not only is it dark, <laughs> I love the final explanation on the father. Because mm -hmm. you're like, what happened then? Like, what caused all that issue? And then you find out it's like, it wasn't, he was going to burn it down too. But because of the landlord people and their daughter dead, and they're like, we know this house is evil, but it's our only place we can see our daughter. We will not tell anyone. All we ask is that you keep it locked. No one can come in here, and you last live on the land so we can yep. see our daughter. And they agreed yeah. to it, and they did. And I'm like, that family's just been living there all those years to go back and see their daughter, to spend time with her and everything. And they can't get over the fact that she's dead. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just depressing. It's sad. But I, I, I will no, say I like it, did make, <laughs> it, it did make me like kind of shed a tear a little bit yep, when the here. old version of him come walking, brings the wife in and he's just like, we're here, we're here, Claire, we're here. It's good. Yeah. And then she like, he kisses her and then he looks up and it's her with the first baby that died and Abigail next to her. And I'm just like, the, the haunting on Hill House, the only reason why the spirits were hostile to the kids was because of Poppy only. Yeah. was was it was only poppy who was regretful and mad that she lost her kids and she could never get her kids and that's why she was kind of driving the mom to murder them but outside of that the house is actually kind of a gift to those people and yeah. that's what's interesting about the story of it is that the house itself is not good or bad the bad is poppy the, the bad is the the beings in there who are upset at their lot yeah. but the other people who die there who are with their loved ones that's like eternal like happiness to them. yeah so i yeah, yeah. I, I i liked it a lot i also think the guy who plays the groundskeeper dude i just enjoy him as <laughs> an individual i'm like he should be in more things because yeah. i just yeah. gives off good yeah and then there was one thing that like i thought that you would be a little upset about that i i, I was like oh no i forgot about that scene mm. uh was the scene with the dead kitty oh um, i had no with the cat. The, so you you got that you, <laughs> i thought that was going to be like a a, a foreshadowing and it kind of was yeah in a way with like there was i think there was seven cats or there was like five cats i, I forget how many kittens there were. but mm -hmm. regardless it was i think it was i think it was five cats and then the first cat dies and then all the other ones die with her with mm -hmm. with it later and i thought it was going to be referenced to nelly dying like the the mother was nowhere to be found they never even thought about the father because the mother probably died aka their mom was gone their dad was also out of the picture once they were grown up nelly dies and then the other ones join her i I was tr I was looking for the ghosts in the background because you told me that there was hidden ghosts. I found like a couple of them, like a couple obvious ones, and then I think I found like one not so obvious, but like if you look, you're like, oh dang, no, that's a hand. That's a hand just sitting there. Okay. I, I was looking for cats. I was looking for like dead cat, like the dead cats <laughs> or the dead kids. Oh, yeah. They never did that. I won that. Mm. I'm like, they died in the house. They should be alive. Yeah, because. <laughs> yeah that, the 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 ghosts that they do like it, it's so subtle too because they're like almost every staircase that you see 
like when they look down in like the the basement for the first time there's like that staircase yeah there's someone there's in between there. the staircase and, i like, saw one when they were uh i think they first got in or something like that where it was looking around there's one where they looked down the staircase and there was like a guy in between the ledge. yep yep the, the other one that i saw was right before she was going down the uh staircase there was like I think I, I could be wrong. I, I, I rewind it looked right to me that to the left there was like a hand like of a ghostly person there mm -hmm. watching her. And so I was like, okay, that, I think that's a ghost. I think that's one. that's the big one I spot. And then I think I think the legs, the legs behind the curtain for the last oh, one. Yeah. The, the I, I, I know I yeah. missed a bunch, but those are yeah, really the only ones say, I really noticed. There's one where when Luke and them go into their first room that I spotted, like when they go in the room for the first time, mm. there's a ghost. There's like a window that they have, like mm -hmm. this small window on the door, and you can just see a face. Oh, looking in? Um, yeah, looking in. Mm. And then uh, constantly in the kitchen, there's a woman. Uh, she's constantly like in the, in the mirror. Uh, oh. The hardest ghost to spot, though, which hardly no one spotted, was at the beginning where they show like a trumpet being played, there's a reflection on the horn that shows a ghost. Mm. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. But my favorite one is there's a scene where like the kids are like walking into a like the study and there's a piano. If you look on the ground, like towards the piano seat, you can see hands. See, uh, every time there was a shadow in any scene, <laughs> I was looking in the shadows more than I was looking at the people. Yeah. I'm like, I want, yeah. I want to look at this, but I just assume that at some point there's going to be eyes or like a figure mm. under something. I never saw that. Yeah. So that was, yeah. I will say it wasn't probably until episode four where I started yeah. actually looking for the, the ghost. Cause I forgot that mm. that was a thing. And yeah. with how much it was jumping around, it was kind of dazed and confusing yeah. me to a degree. Mm. And I was putting so much of my mental focus into being like, who's who, what the heck's going on here? Yeah. So one thing I actually really want to talk about mm -hmm. is one of my favorite scenes in the show is when Nellie goes back to the house and she dances with her dead husband and the transitions that they use in that shots where it goes from like her dream mm -hmm. that she's having with this ghost dancing to back to just this empty house that's covered and just plants and stuff like you can see it in the trailer up the top like a, she does like this turnaround thing oh yeah yeah yeah. okay I know what you're that choreography and that scene was so well done that i was I, I watched that scene a lot because i think that the art the artistic part of that scene is amazing i love the shots that they went with the environment and how they did transitions between back and forth between her dancing with the ghost and her dancing by herself and that this house is luring them into, you know, luring her back in, um, you know. And the Broken Neck Lady episode is my favorite episodes of all time because the twist is so well done. I was really happy like with the, the twist. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great payoff. Um, you know, and the other thing with that episode is like when you find out that she starts dating that guy that's like a doctor or something. Mm -hmm. I forget what he was. But then, like, he has an aneurysm. Yeah. But <laughs> they, she thinks that like the broken neck lady killed him. You know, I that episode was so well done that like that's what hooked me into the show, and I was like, all right, 
I gotta watch this. And it was like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> when I got finally finished. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep watching these. See, and, um, and that's the thing like I was so interested about when I was mm -hmm. watching it. Cause I, I assumed the broken net lay was her. I actually for a bit assumed that the tall guy was Luke. Yeah. Because of he found the top hat. Yeah. Um the, the, that the thing the thing <laughs> the thing so they're, 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 the reason why I thought she was her was because of um one just how she was only on like caring about her like she was always only on her and the reason why I thought Luke was um the top hat dude was because of the same reason the top hat dude was only with him and he seemed to have followed him from the house i don't know if he actually followed him from the house or that was all in luke's head um that is one issue i have with the the, the show that I didn't really explain they're like hill house is is evil and whatnot but the ghosts are outside of hill house or is or is that in their head i wish they would have explained that a little um when it came to like luke getting the little hat and then him hearing the tapping and he looks out and it's like this tall guy who's hovering with this even longer cane looking for his hat i like that oh, um, yeah. that was a great yeah. scene especially whenever he goes especially to, when he comes in like floating uh-huh <laughs> so good grabs that all the stuff and then out that there was a couple moments where i was kind of like rolled my eyes at idiocy of stuff yeah you know but that I, that's always in a show no matter what like yeah that's like that's that. something i have to get used to because yeah. the longer we do this podcast the more i just see that doesn't make any sense that's stupid yeah. like why yeah. would plot plot is the reason for it but yeah my brain gets so mad having to make that connection because i'm like mm -hmm. good story i feel like doesn't have to have a character do something stupid to move the plot the plot should move yeah. and cause the character to do dumb stuff you know like when the kid like <sighs> exhaled loudly i'm like yo i don't care who you are if you are in your breath in for a long time and you're afraid and the bean starts going away you will let your air out very low very slow there's i i do not understand why that kid went <gasps> oh no the ghost heard me what <laughs> that makes no freaking sense to me um but yeah i i like that uh the the mold scene downstairs whenever they're like looking at the mold he's like oh, oh this is gonna ruin us and everything and my brain was like yeah that's that's pretty disgusting oh it's yeah. in all the walls oh that's even more yeah. disgusting yeah it's the darkness darkness not, terry it's not really evil it's not it, evil dies tonight no <laughs> uh mm. no but the other the other thing i want to point out about the show is the um i'm trying to think how i should say the, the composing of this this series like i think the music is pretty spot on um there was like a couple of songs that i actually add to a playlist because they were really well done uh the dancing scene was one of the songs i added uh to my playlist and uh they, i forget the other scene um i think it was a funeral scene or something like that 
or it was the oh no it was the ending song that they played i added to that um but yeah i'm i'm actually really happy about this <laughs> I, I, I you know I, I like to say this but like i did not expect you to like this show i i felt that like maybe this was a show that was like on the fence with you that's why i actually picked I, midnight Mass. I, I will i will admit austin if it wasn't for the last like five episode series yeah um it would be a eh, it was fine yeah it was the revelation of the broken neck girl which i i i anytime i get something right like i'm like i think that's what's happening and i get it right there's automatically like a little like a dwarfin or, or whatever that's called that goes yeah. off in my head that i'm just like i'm a smart boy we, we got um, the sherlock holmes looking mouth yeah, no. <laughs> um and then like whenever they do something that it's like this thing has been presented to you this whole mm -hmm. time revelation i like as long as the revelation isn't a stupid one like yeah, the I'm room made the whole thing like okay that elevated the show from good to much like like yeah. it, it elevated from like a cb to like a nine to me yeah just yeah. from that alone um and the fact that you you mentioned a lot of people were like oh it's slow i prefer that for horror stuff because if if the horror is just non-stop like scary spooky stuff i get bored and don't care uh that's yeah. one of the reasons why i don't care for the paranormal activity movies yeah. because they have like an hour and 30 minutes and so you're just seeing all these clip images of like Ooh, spooky stuff going on or spooky things and it's like I... it doesn't elevate you need the downtime in order to make the spooky elements scary or unsettling I, I love unsettling stuff is the most thing like even whenever the mom was doing and she did the master plans and she had like weird squares everywhere and the father's like, we don't know what was going on. And then I realized what it was. It was our forever home that you just drew thousands of times inside this. And I'm just like, that's creepy. The mom yeah. is creepy in this. Yeah, the mom. The Silk Spectra is weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's who plays uh, Silk Spectra. Oh, I thought I recognized her. Um, that or, uh, do you remember the movie Son-in-Law? With Polly Shore? Uh, no, I don't. I, I know where, of, but I don't remember. Yeah, she's actually the girlfriend of Polly Shore that brings him back home and tells mm. her dad that she's dating him, you know, and he's like, hey, what's up? That's her. Uh, but yeah, she's she she was the only person I recognized on the show. Yeah, when I, I recognize her. I'm like, I know she's yeah. in stuff, but I don't know what. Yeah. I will say, I think it's the father. The young father looked also familiar. But I, oh, the guy that played Hugo? Hugo? Right, right. Yeah, Hugo. Henry Thomas? Are you talking about like him? Very, very possibly. Yeah. Henry Thomas is famous for one movie that I know of. Uh, and that's because he was the lead. Uh, he had a lead role in the movie. He was the boy in um, E.T. E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was also in Midnight Mass, too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that that's it. Maybe I remember him from Midnight Mass. Yeah, I forget exactly who he plays in Midnight Mass. Oh no, no, I um Wow. Why am I drawing a blank? I know who this is. Hey, let me look him up real quick. Thompson, blah, 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 blah. 
He plays yeah. Ed. Yeah, I don't, I don't Ed remember who Ed is. Ed, Ed is uh, the, the, the kid, uh, Riley. You remember Riley, the one that burns up in the sun? Uh-huh. That's his dad. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I recognized him. I recognized the woman. I recognized um, the, uh, like, th there was a handful of people I recognized. Um, but for him, like, I was looking at him, like, I recognize his face. Like, he has a very memorable face to me. Did not know what I remembered him from. I, I, it has to be, uh, it has to be Midnight Mass that I, I remember him from. Because, uh, I, I'll be honest, Austin, I've never watched E.T. I know of E.T. I've never watched so, it. it. It's okay. Like, it's nothing, uh, nothing I'm, to be I'm like, sure it's great. And I'm sure, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a solid movie and everything. It was just one of those things that I only know the reference from, like, pop culture stuff. I've never mm -hmm. actually sat down and watched it myself. But, yeah, that was great. Um, enjoyed, enjoyed the show, enjoyed that. I enjoyed his kind of play. Um... Let's see what is there. What else can we, what else do you want to talk about with Haunting on Hill House? Is there anything um, that you think like anything that sticks out to you specifically that you would want not, to talk? Not, not really, because the thing is, it's like here. Here's the thing: if if you are new to the show or like you know you're listening to us and you have not watched the show, it's hard for me to like want to go into so much detail with the show because this show is a must see. It's one of the things that I've had on my list to let you watch. Uh, because I've loved it so much and, and, and you know and like you loving Midnight Mass after you watching Midnight Mass me like I love this show because of the whole vampiric you know monster well, well Austin you, know, you, you remember why I like Midnight Mass right it wasn't because of vampires yeah. I mean it was it was hinted at but yeah. it was the revelation of it yeah yeah when yeah. Like when proper <laughs> revelations are done yeah I crumble like a schoolgirl. I love that. Um, you know, like, um, me, me and Terry play the Danganronpa games, which are like murder mysteries. Mm -hmm. And they always try to do like the revelational like takes where it's like, oh, you thought it was this, it's this. And it's like, this is the bad guy or this is the killer and everything. In every chapter, there's a death and you have to figure out who it is. And that revelation of you finally figuring out who it is is the best part of it for me. Yeah. when they do it right because unfortunately every third chapter of every single one of those games suck nuts 110 percent. like the reasoning for the murder and everything it sucks that will be my biggest takeaway from it i'm like eh. and i'm still processing the third game after we complete it and i've been done with it for about three weeks anyways in like the first game they introduce information and then just kind of pass over it after a bit and my brain would be like, wait, what? No, like no one's going to point this out or that out or this out. Come on people. And then they finally like circle back to it. And then the revelation of like, it wasn't this, it was actually this. And it's like, okay, that was a cool revelation. Midnight mass and haunting on Hill house did that fantastic. And you point out the bent neck lay episode because you didn't expect that. I a hundred percent expected that. I knew that was coming. And it made me like it even more because I'm like, it could mean that any of the ghosts here could be them. 
or any of the ghosts that they are seeing could be them in some way. There was a side of me. I was kind of hoping that Abigail, the little girl, was actually Luke's daughter from the future who dies. And she was like going back to play with him as a kid. I wanted something like that because I'm like, that would be a fun little twist. Like he has a daughter and she looks just like Abigail. And he's like, I named her after the girl that I used to know. And then turns out in the end, he's like, my daughter saved me when I was little and I never knew. Like, I thought that's what it was going to be with to some degree. And to, to a degree, that's kind of what happened with Nellie, that Nellie went back and died. And Nellie's the reason why all the other kids lived because since she was dead there, she did the preparations that were necessary to make sure that they were safe. Cause now they have a ghost on the inside who's there to protect her and Poppy can't do Jack as much as she wants to. Yep. And I really wanted the end of the scene when Steve was walking out and all the ghosts were walking behind him. I really wanted him to turn and see all of them in their normal form and him just be like, I'll see you all later. And then they're just like, bye. It just ends with like them waving goodbye. Like, I don't know why I just really want that. Cause the realization that the house isn't evil, but some people are bitter about how they died and everything of that sort. And that there was only one evil ghost, but that ghost is still around. Poppy could still do evil if she wants to, but because no one else can come in that house, Poppy can't take away the kids. She doesn't care about adults. She only cares about kids. And I'm like, that's, that's interesting and that's fun. And I liked it. The revelation in the show is what made the show great. And I think that's one thing that three out of the, the two out of the three shows of Nick Flanagan's that I've seen, or Mike Flanagan or whatever his name is, He's really good at revelational like events mm -hmm. and I, I appreciate that. I well, think I still, I, I would still say that like this show is probably like at 80%, 80, 85 and midnight mass is just like 95. Like it's, it's to me, midnight mass is better than the show because I felt like he perfected kind of like the build up there. And the timey-wimey stuff that happens in the beginning part of the episodes that you're not aware of until like five episodes in made it a little hard to watch in the beginning. And that would be my only criticism of it, of it would be mitigate how much you jump between the two or introduce more things in the future self to identify them because I got absolutely lost on who was who in the very beginning. Um, that, that's my only criticisms outside of like wish it was longer um i think they didn't touch on everything they could have I, I felt like they left a couple things barren but you know it was a limited series that's fine and now i guess we have to watch a uh, haunting of blair manor <laughs> that's a joke but i know you don't like that apparently i don't know anything about that show other than i think the same guy who plays Luke or the the the, the yeah. uh, drug dealer he's in it same with someone else uh Greg Sisterio is in that episode in that season too Greg Sisterio he's the guy that plays Mark from the room like sure. the movie the room I know the room oh, hi, I know Mark. I know he's the, the blonde the haired kid the guy there's yeah. too many of those in that movie. <laughs> Well, hi, Mark. I thought so, for the longest yeah. time I thought only 
there was the Tommy Wazow dude, Wasso or Wasu. Wasau, yeah. And then like one blonde guy. I thought that was all that was That's in that Greg's, movie, but it's like there's Greg's more the, than that. Yeah, Greg Sisterio and Tommy Wazow are the two main people from <laughs> So yeah, Greg Sisterio is in the second part of that show, but but next week we're gonna see if you can if if mike flanagan can go three for three for you yeah um because you know we're watching midnight mass you which may... is like our midnight club <laughs> Mid wait is it midnight club or midnight Ma okay midnight club, midnight club. Uh, that sounds yeah. like a video yeah. game is that was there a video game called midnight club yeah i feel like there was something called midnight there club. was midnight club was a racing game kind of like need for speed and that's that. it yeah that's why i always get it get it confused most of the time yeah midnight club but, los angeles yeah i remember seeing that at like GameStop yeah. for like four dollars yeah and what's what's really cool is i just found out like actually today doing a bunch of research about uh haunting on hill house and mike flanagan uh he actually is doing my favorite one of my favorite edgar Allan poe stories he's putting into an, a netflix series oh nice uh which is called the house of the usher uh, which is one of my favorites, and it's going to have also uh, Mark Hamill is in it and a couple other people that I've seen. So I'm I'm pretty excited for that too. So, but yeah, we'll 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 have to we'll have to see if he goes for uh, three for three for you, because um, I, I I have almost finished Midnight Club uh, because like of course I like that kind of spooky stuff mm -hmm. and I hate spoilers, so I always watch it ahead. And like this was like kind of a birthday present that you gave me was like, hey, you know, like we can just watch three spooky things. You know, we, we can watch spooky things. Well, the the, birthday. <laughs> the birthday gift I gave you was we were like, we have to do Midnight Club. And you're like, dang, I really want to do Haunting on Hill House as well, because it is Mike Flanagan. It may like boost mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, well, I want to do She-Hawk and I want to do like House of the Dragon and mm -hmm. like the Ring of Powers and things like that. But you know what, Austin, for you, let's just do what you want to do a couple of days, a couple of weeks in a row. So, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, I think the fact that it's Mike Flanagan, I think Mike Flanagan has cemented himself in my eyes as my favorite, like, show director for horror things or, or like psychological, like drama. I like him a lot for that reason. So... The fact that you asked two of his, I was 100% cool with. And if he puts out more work, I'm down to just watch it whenever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm super stoked because I know, like, the House of the Usher, a lot of the people from Midnight Mass. I know the guy that plays uh, the sheriff in Midnight Mass is in the House of the Usher coming up. Mm, and this okay. is in post production. So. Oh, it's already done, like, filming and everything. It's at post. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pose. Mark Hamill's in it. There's a whole bunch of people from like Midnight Mass in. Mark Castle Hamill's Island. in it. What about Matthew yeah. Barry? No, 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 no. No Laszlo. No Laszlo. I, the, okay, this is a side. You are the most devious bastard of New York City. <laughs> which is, I love how much, like, off topic. I love how much that is now a meme. Mm -hmm. um, on, on TikTok, it is so great, dude. And that I show has so much memeable stuff. I, I love yeah. it. Oh, I, yeah. I was just about to say at uh Vampire Alert this weekend, there was two new players from like elsewhere in PA who came, 
and I was hanging out with them, talking with them all and everything. And then I was explaining my character and then I randomly went, oh, forgot my character's dull. So like I bore you guys. And the girl was like, you made Colin Robinson? And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then we just so started good. like talking about um, what well, we do in the shallows for the next like yeah. 30 minutes to the point where someone was like, okay guys, get back in the character. Yeah. Okay, oh, awesome. Man, so but yeah. Yeah. Next week we are doing Midnight Club, mm -hmm. the Netflix show, not the video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this one because this one is like a horror anthology, like uh, Tales of the Crypt slash. Uh, are you afraid of the Are you dark? afraid of dark type stuff? Yeah. Which I. I like the formatting of those shows so much because I like episodic shows that have like small touches of overarching plot. And I feel mm -hmm. like this show may have that, or it may just be just straight up. Each episode is its own story. I'm a hundred percent down for it. Cause if I, if I really cling on to one episode that I love, you want, that's, that's your intention. You get me to really like one episode. That means I'll watch the other episodes out of necessity. That's how, that's how it works, you know? That's what happened with like Bob's Burger. I watched one episode that I found and I was like, this is hilarious. I don't really, like the other shows are okay. And then after a while, I'm just like, no, all these episodes are great. I love Bob's Burgers. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and man, that's so weird that you said that about Bob because I've never watched Bob's like the last couple mm. months ago. I've been watching, like, it's been like six months, but I've been watching them finally and like, I'm on the way to like season eight and I am enjoying myself a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good old time. I, it's, it's great. Like, um, it's like therapeutic. Anyways, yes. Yeah. But... We're going to keep going off tangents because that's what we do. <laughs> Austin. That's basically it for this, uh, this episode of birds and shows of the Hounding on Hill house. It was a lot of praises coming from us. Um, I think mm. that's just normal. Uh, I feel like that's going to be next week as well with uh, Midnight Club. Um, but who knows? Maybe characters are just stupid and that makes me upset and mad because that's an easy way to make me frustrated. Anyways, Austin, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, can't wait. You have a fun time at Disney. Um, will we be able to do next Monday? Or yeah, Midnight yeah. Club? I'll, okay. be, I'll be back Saturday. So yeah, I'll, I'll be done with everything. Cool, cool, cool. cool. All right, so we will see you all next Monday when we do Midnight Club. Till then, thank you so much. Tune in and thank you all so much for stopping by.